Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. This is your host, coach and healer, Andy Grant. Thank you for joining us today as we explore the power of men's groups. Most guys long for a sense of connection and community that often can't happen until there's an open connection with oneself. If you would like to explore doing that deep inner work, visit theandygrant.com slash talk and let's discuss it. Go to theandygrant.com slash talk because you matter. My guest today is Brett Chernin. Brett is an Australian dad and husband who is passionate about men's work and men's groups. From humble beginnings, Brett has built up a Facebook group with almost 7,000 men supporting each other. We talk about the importance of trust and authenticity. Brett shares the top challenges he sees men facing today. You'll discover our keywords for men, and you'll learn why it is so important for men to support men. Let's do it. Hello, Brett, and welcome to Real Men Feel. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you. I've been a fan of your group. You have a really large men's group on Facebook, and it's one of my favorites in that there's no kind of agenda. It is just a a nice, safe collection of guys talking about all sorts of different things. Yeah. So let's just jump right into it. What got you interested in men's groups? So I've been in my own men's group for like, we've been together for like 16 years now, meeting every two weeks. And that was created as a result of me diving into some men's work and a mate of mine basically saying, hey, you know, like, let's connect. Almost like starting as a social thing, you know, mm-hmm. old friend who we hadn't seen each other for a while. And he knew that I was, I'd literally just done this course for men called Trusting the Masculine. And he knew that I was starting to kind of get involved in men's work and, we started this men's group and I think there was only three of us and then we eventually kind of grew it to I think eight or nine men and it just became an integral part of my life, meeting up with these men every two weeks in my flat, talking and sharing and, and eventually what happened was it became such an integral part of my life that my best mate and I were, were in it as well. So, it was a great opportunity to, you know, we were having kids and in relationships and I had full-time work. And so life was full and it provided us an opportunity to connect with each other rather than kind of going to the pub and having a drink or something like that, or trying to organize time to see each other. It was this guaranteed two hours of least being present with each other, you know, Mm. and we had other people in the group that weren't friends of ours and we weren't social with, but it became like a, a great way to connect and be social. And I guess at some point, I mean, we were pulling from all sorts of models. It's not like we created, I mean, men's groups have been going for many, many years. But what I noticed was that the stuff that we were doing within men's group, I had learned from this course that I had done. But when I tried to do some sort of research out there, there wasn't a lot of stuff. There were a couple of books out there. Bill Kauf had kind of written some stuff, you know, in the early days. And it was almost like this veil of secrecy around what is a men's group and how does it work? And it's like this secret men's business kind of thing, you know? And I thought, gosh, that's like, 
this shouldn't be secret. Like this should be something, you know, it becomes such an integral part of my life and my success and my sense of well-being that I really got to that point where I just wanted to share it with other men. And so my best mate and I, Mike, we went away for a weekend. We talked about it and we went away for a weekend. We hired like a little place in the Blue Mountains, a couple of hours away from where we are in Sydney. And we literally just sat down and brainstormed and started the workings of what is now known as the Men's Group Field Guide, which was really like this guide that documented what it was to have a men's group, what we were doing and what worked for us. And we just declared that we would share that with anyone who wanted to do the same and to experience the same sort of thing, you know. And one of the guys in our men's group is a web designer and he created a website for us and things just kind of flowed on from there. And then, and it was always really clear for us that it wasn't something that we wanted to sell or like make money from. It was just something we wanted to share. It was a, a gift, you know, for other men. And so ever since then, it was really like looking at, ways and means to promote being in a men's group or a men's circle or men's gathering, whatever you want to call it. I mean, since that time, I I think we sort of first published the first version of it. I'm up to like the 14th version of it now. I think we've sent out probably about, I mean, it's not massive, but like 1500 or something like that versions of it to men around the world. And every once in a while, I'll I'll speak to I don't really know what happens with it once I've sent it out there. It's kind of like gifting it out there. And then some people sort of just say, you know, send an email back saying thank you. And other people, last year, I got an email from this guy in Riga in Latvia. And he was like, just wanted to let you know that really loved the guide. It helped us to start our own group. And we've now started like nine other groups in Latvia. You know, and for me, that was just, oh, wow, like nine groups, maybe there's 10 men there, there's like 90, 100 men that that's impacted. And then the ripple effect that that could potentially have when all these men are getting together to talk about their challenges as men and to then go out there and be better men and better husbands and better partners and better dads and better work colleagues. And, you know, like that ripple effect for me is incredibly satisfying. So... I guess we're just looking at all sorts of ways to promote this thing that we do every week or every two weeks. I am one of those men that got the guide. That's how I first oh, really? I, I was doing a web search. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I, don't, I never know who's had it, who got it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, I got it. And I might even communicate to you a little bit because I, I, my uh, pre-real men feel probably maybe seven years ago, I had it's created an in-person men's group and... You know, I'm a meditator and energy worker, so I would teach classes at this metaphysical bookstore near me. Mm. And we had the idea of like, what about making a place like that for men? So mine was really niche. It was the spiritual support group for men. Yeah, right. Which was even harder to get men to walk in the door for that. Sure. But it was like a place where guys could show up and talk about their weird dreams or, you know, their alien experience or even just the biggest, weirdest questions, like things they wouldn't, they thought they could never admit to anyone else. Yeah. It was this container. And even there, I found this to be the case in so many men's groups, a guy would talk about some deep, this is so weird, nobody's going to believe me. And people would be like, oh, I had that experience too. Yeah. And just like, wow. And so, yeah, it was really cool. And that morphed into more open men's work and into real men feel and everything. But no, your guide definitely, I didn't even think of it until we were talking. <laughs> that, oh yeah, that was such a foundation. I forgot all about there that. There you go. So that's what I mean. I guess, you know, what happened was we probably about eight years ago, something like nine years ago, 
I started the Facebook men's group as a way to share that guide. You know, I just thought, okay, I'll like I'll create a men's group on Facebook and and it kind of like went through these like I don't know, ebbs and flows. There were people started to sort of join and then it like it just went quiet and you know, this the whole people were trying to work out the way to communicate on social media and for quite a few years, like there was nothing. And then there was a whole bunch of guys just kind of promoting their stuff. And so it just became a way of like marketing and, you know, getting clients or whatever. And then maybe a couple of years ago, you know, it was like a couple hundred people on there or something like that, but no real sharing. It wasn't really men's group. I thought, okay, cool. Well, that's just, you know, it's a way of me like letting people know about the field guide and other men promoting their work. And I was happy to leave it at that. But probably a couple of years ago now, maybe two years ago to this day, around around June, July, a couple of years ago, somehow, I don't know, it just it started to really gain some momentum again. And men started sharing authentically in there. And it sort of returned to the original idea of another space for men to share and to be heard and to support each other. There are a lot of different men's groups on Facebook. I wanted to create something pretty unique. And over the last couple of years, it's kind of grown. It's not massive, but there's a good, almost like I think 7,000 people on there now. And, you know, I've, I've got a team of amazing moderators who are really careful about like what kind of conversations occur there and what doesn't occur there and how the men kind of interact with each other there. It's a really fascinating kind of forum a different forum for men to share. It's not, it's called men's group, but it's very different to the men's groups that I run. I've still got my, you know, face-to-face men's group that we've got every two weeks. On the alternate week, I run another kind of closed group that's only online. So it's a bunch of, you know, Australian men who are, you know, via Zoom and that works really beautifully. And then there's this bigger men's group on Facebook, which is still trying to, and uh, still committed to having that authentic conversation and a very unique conversation online. Again, it's very different. But what I've learned from the thousands of men who have shared on there is that many men out there feel really alone. They've lost their friends. They've become fathers or they're entrenched in their work or they're in their relationship and they're finding it, you know, challenging to connect. And I think that um, someone asked once, one of the guys in the group sort of said, you know, like, what is this all about? You know, like, what are we trying to achieve here in this, with this men's group? And what do men need? You know, what do men want? And someone said it really beautifully, like, how he phrased it was, if the key word for women in the last 10, 20 years, or maybe even more, is empowerment, what's the key word for men? Like, what is it that we need the most? And the word that immediately dropped out for me, maybe I can ask you. I'll share you mine. I'll share you mine if you share yours. What do you think is the one thing that men crave for or need or would make the biggest difference to most men? Boy, two come to mind. So, authenticity and connection are the two that like of fighting for supremacy. Beautiful. <laughs> so for me, it was connection. Yeah. 
And then if you can kind of combine the two, an authentic connection, that's like really what we're talking about here. And I totally agree with you. I think that we crave connection. I can only speak for myself and for the many men that I've kind of connected with over the years is that I think that many of us really do crave connection. Now, that's connection on a bunch of levels. I crave connection with myself to understand myself and who I am as a man. That question of like, what does it mean to be a man? It's like, well, for me, it's about exploring who I am as a man in this world, you know, connecting with myself and understanding myself, understanding my strengths, understanding my shadows, understanding my gifts. So for me, there's that connection with self. And then there's connection with others. You know, there's connection with men and then there's connection with women and then there's connection with the greater world. And I think that there's that many men are really craving that connection with men, other men. And we don't really know how to do it effectively. It's like we need some training on it. It's like it's something that we've forgotten how to do. And for some men, they experienced it at some point on the sports field because there's a real connection there. Right. For some men, they've experienced it at the local pub, you know, or something like that, having a drink with, you know, some mates. Some experience it, that connection when they go camping or something like that. But yeah. it kind of occurs in life in certain sort of ways. But then we don't know how to do that, like you said, authentically, intentionally in conversation. Yeah, that's right. I find. For me in my own life, dealing with clients, dealing with guests and friends of the show, when men aren't authentic in how they see themselves and how they connect with others, that's all the fake connection. Yeah. Like all your best friends are just guys you drink with yeah. and you've never had a deeper conversation except what's on the television and what you're drinking. Yeah. And that's the end of it. We strive for a deeper connection. We strive for that sense of belonging and meaning and others can mirror it into ourselves. Totally. That's what the authenticity means to me. And that conversation... I think is really about what we're craving for is that that when you say like a, a deeper, more meaningful conversation, it's about who we are as men in the world for ourselves and for other people. So that craving, like talking about, well, what's going on in my relationship? What's going on in my work life? How am I feeling day to day? And so there's this need for, I think there's a gap for us, like a need for training around it because it's almost like, in some ways, it doesn't come naturally for us. And, and I can't speak for everyone, but... Yeah. But it used to. Yeah. Like when we were kids, hey, Brett, want to play? And we would go play. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, how do, oh what is he going to think? We are judging our perception. We're trying to mind read what any other man is thinking about us before we ever approach them. It's like we're all bad at dating. And what we want to do is make a friend and make a connection. Yeah. Going back years, you said that the original course you took was called Trusting the Masculine. Yeah. So does that mean that you did not trust the masculine? Yeah. And was that within yourself or others? Both. You know, like I, like many other men, did not have a really strong relationship with my father growing up. And it wasn't an abusive relationship in any sense of the word. You know, he was just a man who was committed to providing for his family. And, you know, he was a doctor who was really incredibly committed to his patients. but. You know, when it came to intimacy and, you know, a loving relationship and an ability to share authentically and with me, he didn't know how to do it. You know, growing up in a all boys school, like the relationships were not 
authentic and caring, you know, like I had some, I mean, I guess I could call it bullying, but, you know, like I was a small kid, I was, you know, very late to puberty and I didn't really relate to other boys at this school in a way that I made me feel comfortable around other boys. And so I guess when I left school, I was really craving that and I traveled and, you know, when I started to meet other men, young men at the time and and started to explore having those kind of more real, authentic conversations. I got like a taste of it and I was like, gosh, you know, I want this. And I had it with lots of met women, you know, in my younger years. I Like I had that taste of like being able to share and talk authentically with other human beings. It just happened to be that I, it was more comfortable for me to do that with women and I couldn't. But once I worked out what it was like to do that with other men, I was like, oh gosh, I need that. I really, I really need that. Like, that's like a, different taste. It's a different feel to it when I'm sharing authentically with a woman compared to when I'm sharing authentically with a man. When I first experienced it in a circle of other men, like that was like, whoa, okay, that's powerful. Can you dive into that a little bit more? Like, Why is it so different and important when it's men supporting men, when it's men being open with each other? What is that difference? I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly, it is just different. You know, there is a bond, you know, some might call it a brotherhood. There is some connection. Like, women know women, you know, and when women get together, they get each other just as women. So, like, men, like, we know each other. There is something that is common around the experience of being a man. It doesn't mean that being a man is the same for everyone. It's different for everyone, but there is a brotherhood. There is this understanding. There is this connection there. You can't question it. It's clear. That doesn't mean I need to be best mates with every man that's around me, but there is something that connects us. Men's groups are an amazing forum and a vehicle to train us in how to communicate with other men. Our men's group sits in meditation for, you know, 10, 20 minutes in the beginning. That in itself is an amazing thing. To just sit and be still with a bunch of other men is just amazing. And then to move that into a check-in, like we've got a clear structure, you know, like a check-in. How am I doing? But just briefly, you know, how am I feeling? If you use that wheel of emotions, you know, it's like there's so many emotions out there, but so often we cannot pinpoint it and go like and say authentically in front of someone else, here's how I'm feeling right now. I'm present to fear. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling, you know, happy. I'm feeling satisfied. Like it's just pinpointing those emotions is in itself powerful, transformative in some cases. Yeah, But then to then move into a space and time where I can share whatever is present for me to me with other men who don't interrupt me and they're just listening and they're just witnessing me, just that experience of being witnessed, whether it's my triumphs or my challenges by other men, it's like it is such a powerful vehicle. Now, I find that to be so true because most men, we want to fix things. We see a problem. We want to, we want to solve it. We don't like problems. Yeah. But there's such power when you can just say, again, your wins, your challenges, whatever it is, and just have people mm-hmm, not run away, not interrupt you, not, well, if you need to do this. That's what you did wrong, Brett. And, and without any of that bullshit, just like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. That's a level of support that too many humans aren't growing up with no. and don't know that they miss it so much and they will judge ourselves and say, oh, what's wrong with me? And I'm, you know, I'm a loser. I can't do anything right. And it's just, you miss that support. Yeah. 
it is so, so powerful. It can really make such a difference to so many men. But the one thing that I think is different, this is what I do love about the Facebook group and what I do love about the men's groups that I run, which it might be different to other men's groups because, you know, there are different forums and different formats. But our men's groups provide in our, in the structure time to share and be witnessed and not judged and not answered to, not nothing for a certain period of time. And then when I've completely finished, there's an opportunity for what I call reflection from the other men, which is no different from, let's say, a man on Facebook saying, hey, guys, here's my issue. And then a bunch of people sharing their wisdom, their ideas, their advice, their whatever, you know, and hearing from the other men, getting reflection from the other men. Maybe the reflection is really just like, I hear you, man, enough. Maybe it's, I hear you and you sound really angry to me, you know, so reflecting something back that might sort of clarify something. Well, maybe the reflection is something that I don't really want to hear, but I need to hear it. If it's coming from a place of love and support and connection in a safe space, then, you know, sometimes I think men just really need to be kind of like reflected back and go, man, that's just, here's what I'm getting from you. Here's what I'm seeing. Take it or leave it. But, and you may not like it, but here's what I'm getting. Now, it's either going to resonate or it's not. If it doesn't resonate, there's a practice in being able to hear another man's feedback or thoughts or whatever and go, thanks for sharing, but no, that doesn't resonate for me. Or there's times when you're like, oh, gosh, boom, that hit home and I didn't like it and it hurt. There's an incredible value in training, in being able to give feedback and to receive it. You know, and I think we need, again, we need that. And men's groups are a great way to be able to do that. So I love being able to reflect back to another man once he's shared. It's not always the way, you know, there's a lot of fear around. And sometimes it's, it's shitty feedback. Sometimes it's just like projection and advice. And it's like coming from a terrible place. But as long as the container is a safe container and other men can, you know, step in to kind of, support that or it's okay from my perspective. I'd rather eight men share their thoughts and seven men give you something amazing. One man gives you something crappy and you just go, thank you very much. No, thanks. Yeah. And it helps you discern good advice, bad advice. Correct. And everyone's opinion doesn't have to be taken on by you. And Correct. Yeah, it's great to have that diverse mix of feedback, reflection coming your way can only help, I think. Yeah. And I think we are, as men, we are desperate in many ways for the support, the wisdom, the experience of other men. Sometimes it's just looking towards elders for their experience and their wisdom. Other times it's looking towards other men just for their thoughts, their feedback. And sometimes it's even advice, you know. And sometimes it's really great to hear from another man, you know what, look, I got nothing for you, but this sounds like it's a significant thing for you. And I'd really encourage you to go and seek some more professional support around this. You know, and hearing that and that allowance from another man to say, you know what, it's okay. Eight, it's okay for me to share that here. Thank you very much. I've, okay, I've shared it for the first time, this thing that was this secret from my whole life or, or something that's really going on for me that I just never thought that I could share with anyone else. And then all of a sudden, I can start to explore, to say, okay, well, what's underneath that? 
if it's significant. Maybe it's just something insignificant, but if it's really significant, it's holding me back in many other areas of life. It's like, okay, well, let's just deep dive here. Either I'll do that with my men or I'll do it with a counselor or a psychologist or a therapist, whatever, but it's a stepping stone. Somebody say time and time again, silence kills men. And it's that fear of authenticity that has us being silent, yeah. afraid of that judgment. I mean, all levels of men, and no matter how tough you think you are or how much of a you know people pleaser you might think you are, we're all so much more driven by fear than we're willing to accept. And we all have that mask, got it all figured out. I don't need your help. I'm fine. Yeah. And because everything brings up the fear of judgment or being ostracized by the group of men and rejected by the brotherhood that we all long for. Yeah. It was uh, 2016 when I first did anything that was only men. I did the, uh, the Mankind Projects New Warrior Adventure Training Weekend. Yeah. I had done probably 40 different multi-day personal growth or spiritual events, and it was mostly women at all those events. And I went into this thing thinking, I'll go first, I'll volunteer, I'll show all the guys how it is, I'm willing to be open and authentic. And it kicked my ass. And it was different with it just being men. And you know, you mentioned that with trusting masculinity was the first thing you did. I didn't realize how little trust I had for men. I was a you know, child of divorce. I saw my dad for you know, five hours a week. I didn't know what anything meant. I had not been around men. And I was also molested as a kid and didn't realize till you know, in my 40s that I did not trust men from being from a five-year-old on. Like men, older men, adult men, they're dangerous. They're gonna lie to me. They're gonna do shit to me. It wasn't until that weekend that I began to heal that and could see men for each individual for themselves and let their authenticity shine through and see that there was a connection it wasn't this ultra-competitive alpha males out to dominate each other. That's one bullshit story that's out there, but it's not the way that I find most men really want to be. Yeah, no. I think in general, we do want to be better men. You know, we yeah. want to be better partners. We want to be better husbands. We want to be better dads. We want to be better sons and brothers. And I think that there's that sense of like, you know, there's something more is possible. Not that how we're being right now is wrong, just that we're capable of something more than that. This is an expansive universe. As human beings, we want more. Yeah. And being better, more, you know, I encourage guys to be selfish mm. because a, a healthy, whole, authentic man who's selfish is actually selfless. Yeah. When you do better, Britt, don't your friends, your family, all the members in your group, don't they all do better because you're doing better? Yeah. That's the important point though, Andy, is that, you know, like it's not just about the conversation that occurs within the group. Actually, it's about what happens outside of the group that makes the difference, you know? So it's like, okay, take that insight, take that that you learned within the group about yourself or about someone else. Because by the way, it's not always about sharing. Sometimes I don't get to share. I get so much just from someone else sharing themselves and the feedback that they get. But what's really important is how we then take that outside. You know, we go inward so that we can then go outside into the world and make a bigger, better difference out there. Yeah, we've got to clean ourselves up so that we can go be of more service, more value, spread more joy, peace, share our passions. Exactly. Share all the things that innately make men good and great instead of the distortions and again, living in fear or thinking I have to put on this act so that you'll like me or whatever it is. So what are some of the top issues or challenges that you're seeing from guys today? There's loneliness, there's addiction, there is a missing of understanding their gifts and one of a better word, their purpose or whatever, but you know, like what are my values like stuck in the grind and in a job that they don't 
like stuck in relationships that could be so much better, but they just don't know how to access that. I mean, relationship is probably the most common thing that comes up, certainly on the Facebook group, is as the biggest challenge. How do you and their other admins navigate this group, this container, and have it remain safe and not have just you know, 6,000 angry, bitter guys that say everybody else just sucks and it's just just this victim and blame stuff going on. Well, there's a bit of that, <laughs> you know, and you want to give a bit of space to that, but you don't want it to be constant, you know, and the only thing. I guess it's been an organic thing. I've been learning a lot about what it takes to run the group in a way that I think, you know, is wholesome and makes a difference. And And so I've been learning a lot over that time, creating and recreating rules about the way we conduct ourselves within that Facebook group, which is different to the rules and structure of a regular men's group. Who you know, guys who eight or ten guys who meet each other every week and get to know each other, and you know, there's a real sense of confidentiality and intimacy there. Whereas you're talking about a group with you know thousands of men and many who all over the world who you don't know, you never met before. But so I guess with the moderators communicating with each other all the time about what's going on in the group. You know, at some point, maybe a year ago or something like that, I got to a point where I recognized the need to pre-approve posts. It's half, half, half Australian, half American, and then a bunch of, you know, guys from Europe and stuff, but mainly Australians and, and Americans. And because of the time difference, I'd like wake up in the morning Almost like at some point when I was moderating it on my own, I was doing it all on my own and there was like, you know, three or 4,000 at that point. And I'd wake up to like, oh my gosh, what am I going to see here? You know, and I'd say like, there'd be, you know, promotions and dick pics and, you know, like just like men trying to hook up and men just who were bitter and just like, it was awful. Oh, you know, and it wasn't all awful. It was just like, you know, like it would ruin the more authentic, real kind of posts that were out there. And so, you know, we got to a point where we said, okay, well, we'll pre-approve the posts. We'll filter in what sort of posts come and which ones don't. And then we will work with the guys who didn't get approved to sort of like, in a way, train them as to what's a post that we think is a valuable post. And that's a tough conversation to have because some guys think, you know, my issue is really important and my perspective is really important. And it might be, but it may not serve you know, a group of, you know, thousands of men. So we do that and we have lots of guys who are not moderators who just really are committed to making sure that the space is as safe as it possibly can, you know. So one really important rule we have in the group, which is very different to other groups, is that you cannot DM, so you can't message another man and you can't even a friend request to another man Unless on that guy's post, you publicly say it. So, hey, Andy, you know, do you mind if I DM you? Or, you know, can I send you a friend request? And then you, Andy, say, yeah, Brett, no problem. Until that's happened, you can't do that. And if I did that to you without your permission, and then you, you know, let the moderators know, then I'd be kicked out because that's against the rules. Men aren't used to that in in social media. So what we're trying to do is to keep the conversation in the container that we can keep safe. And if men want to go outside of that container, that's up to them, but they need to have full permission to be able to do that. So it's an organic thing. It's a running kind of evolving forum and platform, but I hope that what it does is it inspires men to A, to share more authentically, to learn what it means to connect more authentically with other men 
and to learn what it's like to support and contribute to other men. And that it ultimately then supports men to say, you know what, I love that. I love doing that. I'm, you know, and I'll start my own group or I'll join another group, you know, and, you know, maybe they'll grab the field guide and that gives them a really strong structure. And I'll do whatever I can to support men who want to do that because I'm intensely passionate that this is a really key vehicle along with a lot of other what I would call killer practices, you know, like these core practices that I have in my life that make me a grounded and effective and successful man, that being part of a men's group becomes one of the pillars for most men out there, you know, alongside whatever else they, you know, they choose to do to become more powerful in their lives. So with this global community, do you see vastly different issues or questions from Australia and Europe and America, or is masculinity pretty universal today? I think the experience is pretty universal. And I don't have any separation there. I don't have any need for it. I just want men from all over the world to connect with each other, to be there for each other, to support each other, to share with each other, and to be better men in the world. You know, like we have to start with ourselves, you know, and then we can start changing the, the world on outside ourselves. There's a word you just used that really, I think it's what I, one of the things I love most about this group, separation. It's just men's group. Like so many other men's groups are right-wing men, left-wing men, you know, they're different color, different, you know, it's, it gets even more specific. There's just, no, it's it, men supporting men. Yeah. If that interests you, come on in. And all is welcome. You know, if you identify as a man, if you're a gay man, if you're a trans man, if you're, you know, what you might think is a man's man, if you're a, you know, your country yeah. man, if you're a city man, you know, if you're a married man, you're a single man, you're a young man, you're an old man, you're a man. And all is welcome there, you know, and we all need support and we all can benefit from the support of other men, in my opinion and my experience. Yeah, right. And that means it law. <laughs> <laughs> For me. Yeah, because really the only definition of masculinity that matters is yours. Yeah. And if it doesn't feel good, it's probably because, you know, I'm a city man thinking that only cowboy man is the real man. And I've got to try to fake that thing. And like even the name of the show, Real Men Feel, it's not that men feel and if you don't, you're fake, but it's genuine. It's that, Ben, back to that authentic men feel. That's what the real in the title means. It does, I'm not talking about not the real that man. was not a man, that <laughs> yeah, was a man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right? Yeah. yeah. So. Perfect. But yeah, so I love that. Yeah, there's got to be a separation just creates struggle and arguments and there's so little to gain from it. Yeah. So Brett, is there a best way that men can find the group? Is there a handy URL or anything that gets people there? I'm sure or? there is. I'm sure you can put it somewhere. It's like, it's under men's group, M-E, capital M-E-N, apostrophe S, space group, you know, capital G. I think there's a, a photo of like a, a man's feet kind of looking out to nature so yeah, you can find it on there. There's plenty out there. And, you know, honestly, I don't really mind whether they're in mine or there's someone else's. I just want them to know that there's things like this out there. What about the site for the field guide? Where can that be found? That's mensgroup.info. So no apostrophes or anything, just mensgroup.info. And then what they can do there is that on the homepage there, they can just fill in a form and that comes to me and 
it's like still a manual thing. So they just got to like, I got to send it out, but I'll, I'll just send them the PDF and leave it at that. So they, you know, they're welcome to get a copy of it. It's pretty comprehensive. It's like, it's become a bit of a tomb. It's like, there's a lot in there. So I always say to men, you know what, if you're interested in starting a men's group or joining a men's group or, you know, take this and take what you like, uh, leave what you don't like and amend and change what you need to suit your purposes. So, right. But it's a pretty comprehensive guide. And it's a really great one, for, I think, for men who are in a men's group and they want to refine and refresh their process. You know, it's very valuable for them too. Right. Just has some structure as opposed to, I've got a circle of guys, we all stare at each other. Yeah, sometimes, we, you know, groups kind of lose their way and, they're, you know, it becomes a little wishy-washy or whatever. And they, you know, it's almost like, you know what, we got to, let's go back to some structure. Let's create some structure here. And then once you've created that structure, then you can be a little bit flexible and fluid around it. Cool. Well, I got to tell you, brother, it's so impressive from your own experience, you know, 16 years ago, just sitting with your buddies in your flat to attempting to herd, you know, 7,000 men in social media yeah. and uh, not lose your mind, not want to just give up on it all. So congratulations on the structure, on the growth. Thanks. And you were doing such a service because, you know, I'm checking out that group daily and I'm seeing, you know, what seems to be someone speaking for the first time and just <laughs> delicately going out there and just the feedback, the reflections, it matters so much. Yeah. Right. You can water that growing man or you can like rip him out like he's a weed yeah. and- Unfortunately, the ripping out happens everywhere else. So I appreciate the group. I love seeing the growth and the engagement you've got there. So thank you. And all the show notes will definitely have the links. You can easily check it out, join, see if it's right for you and links to the field guide as well. So thanks again, Brett, for joining me. I know you're a busy guy because this is not even... This is just one piece of your life. No, now I'll start my full-time job and then I'll go home to my four kids and my beautiful wife. And, you know, it's a part, it's just a really important part of my life. And it's a, it really is my gift and my passion and my gift. And I'm, you know, I'm very, very grateful to keep on giving it in different forms. So thank you for giving me another opportunity to share it. Your perfect example of your selfishness to feel good is really service and selfless. Yeah. And, you know, I think every man has that within them if they're willing to dig it, to know themselves. Beautiful. Indeed. So thanks again, Brett. Thanks for everyone for joining us, listening today. Wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel, please subscribe, share this with someone, post a review, a comment. You can reach out to me at realmenfeel at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You can even directly support the show. There's a link in the show notes. You can give as little as 99 cents. Help sustain the show. Help us reach more men. And remind them that actual, authentic, genuine men can feel, right? You don't think your emotions, you freaking feel them. So until next time, be good to yourself. <laughs>